Well, thank you for listening to Cranford Radio. My name is Bernie Wagenblast, and today I'm with Reverend John Christian Kyle. He is the senior pastor at the First Presbyterian Church of Cranford. Pastor Chris, welcome to Cranford Radio. Thank you, Bernie. It's good to be here. Let's say I'm someone who's just moved to Cranford, and I see this landmark church at the corner of Springfield Avenue and North Union Avenue, but I don't know anything about the church. How would you introduce First Presbyterian Church of Cranford to somebody who's new to town? First off, let them know it's a very welcoming place, a very dynamic congregation of young and old alike who enjoy being together and enjoy serving together and uh, definitely enjoy serving the larger community together. And if that's for you, then you're going to have a great time here. Well, the place that many people first come to know at church is on a Sunday morning. Tell me what happens here on a Sunday morning. Sunday mornings, uh, typically starting at 10 o'clock, although some people get here much earlier for Bible study. But at 10 o'clock, we have our worship service, which one would probably uh, describe as traditional. Uh, We have a very strong tradition of organ and choir music, although certainly, as can be seen nationally, the choral tradition is starting to uh, diminish some. Our choir is about 20 people, maybe even less on occasion. They would certainly note the traditional music, although on occasion we pepper it with more contemporary style in terms of guitars and uh, hand drums and other instruments. Uh, Music is very key, is a very key component of our worship. And then uh, they would also notice that there are a lot of children there, certainly at the beginning. There are a lot of kids in our congregation. They have a time where they come forward and have a little talk with the pastors and before they're excused for Sunday school. And then uh, we get down to business with uh, expounding on God's Word in the Bible. All of our sermons are are biblically based. Uh, We start with the scripture and then expound upon that. And then uh, once a month we always have communion, where we engage in the Lord's Supper together. We remember what Jesus did for us on the cross with his uh, sacrifice of his body and blood, and of course uh, his being raised from the dead to new life and the promise that holds for everybody. We celebrate that with communion. And very typically, we also celebrate a baptism once a month as well. Uh, Typically of infants, but we are known to have adults come in for baptism as well. We are uh, a very vibrant church in that regard. And uh, if you grew up as a kid going to church, we probably are what you're familiar with. Now, Sunday is just one day of the week. This building is used for more than just Sunday worship services. What are some of the things that take place at First Presbyterian the rest of the week? Continuing with Sunday, if if you come here once a month on Sunday evenings, you'll also uh, get to worship again with our Inspire Worship Service. It's a contemporary style worship, completely contemporary style. tends to be about 45 minutes long with a band and um, multimedia presentations, again, of the Word um, expounded from Scripture. We also have a grief support group which meets in the evenings as well as our youth fellowship. That's all on Sunday evenings starting at 5, first with the worship and then we typically have a potluck dinner for anyone who wants to come and then the youth fellowship begins at around 6.30 or so and uh, that's for both junior high and senior high grades and uh, then we also have, as I said, our grief support group which has been around now for about 20 years, a very strong support group for those who are grieving loss and um, probably, from what I understand, the, the best-known support group of its kind in the, in the county. We have people from all over Union County as well as Middlesex counties and uh, Somerset counties coming to our grief support group. So that's all Thursday. 
We have a lot of meetings with different teams going on throughout the week. Uh, we have our choir. They meet Thursday nights. We have our nursery school and our after-school programs, which meet in the day, Monday through Friday. And we serve over 300 kids from the community with those programs. We have all kinds of things going on on the weekends, from cleaning up the building to uh, retreats for our youth. We have our soup kitchen, which meets in Elizabeth and feeds people in the Elizabeth community out of the Baptist church there, First Baptist in Elizabeth. We often have uh, homeless people coming here for Operation Warm Heart, typically every other Tuesday night in the wintertime. We open up the building for people, especially when the temperature drops below freezing, to house people who are without homes here. Uh, in our gym, we have another program called FISH, which houses uh, families in transition between homes, typically for a couple of weeks a year. Wow, just a lot. <laughs> it's hard to remember it all. <laughs> no, no doubt. It sounds like a lot is going on here. You talked about the soup kitchen that takes place in Elizabeth. There are other things that First Presbyterian Church of Cranford is involved with outside of the walls of this building. What are some of the other things when it comes to missions that you're involved with? I already mentioned the the ministries that we hold for those who are without homes. That's something probably we do really well. In fact, we coordinate with a lot of other houses of worship here in town and in the county to uh, make those ministries successful. People from all the different houses of worship come and they donate their time and uh, efforts to provide meals and a uh, safe place for these for our guests to stay here at the church so it's we're really appreciative of everybody who comes who gathers here to help with this particular ministry you don't have to be a presbyterian you don't even have to be a christian to take part in it and so we're grateful for all the volunteer help we have and, and the same goes for the cranford Amore soup kitchen which has been around for 20 over 25 years now originally started with the almora presbyterian church and when that closed down they moved that particular ministry here to this church, and uh, it's been running strong, as I said, for 25 years, providing meals every Sunday there in Elizabeth. We have a Nicaragua mission trip, which goes every January down to Nicaragua. That's a fairly new tradition, started only two or three years ago, and uh, take about a group of anywhere between 10 and 20 adults on that trip uh, to basically help build schools and other facilities, um, clinics, things like that down in Nicaragua. I mentioned our youth programs. That's We consider that to be one of the missions of our church. It's been a program which has gotten a new dose of, of, of life recently. We have about 18 kids who come regularly now for that. And as I said, they, they, uh, they get together for meetings every Sunday night, but then they also do special activities where they're going out to do various mission projects. Um, our junior high group goes down to the Philadelphia area to work with a mission uh, various missions in, in the Philadelphia city, and we're trying to start one up now for our senior highs as well. Uh, we also work with Raphael's Lifehouse in Elizabeth, which is a home for young uh, mothers uh, who are, for the most part, teenagers, and we have a number of our parishioners who work with Raphael's Lifehouse. We have Restored Ministries, also in Elizabeth, which is a after-school program housed at the Second Presbyterian Church in Elizabeth. We have a number of volunteers who help with that. There's the uh, Institute for Music, also in Elizabeth. We, at this point, provide financial assistance, but we do have others who volunteer with them on occasion, providing music and arts training for as an after-school program to uh, youth in Elizabeth. The list goes on. Um, definitely, if as I said, that's probably the hallmark of this particular church. They have a very strong outreach 
culture here is very strong. Certainly was strong when I came here and it continues to be strong and it continues to grow. We love having people, encouraging people from all walks of life and just the larger Cranford community to come and join us in these wonderful uh, ministries to people in need. At the start of this interview, I mentioned that you're the senior pastor at First Presbyterian Church of Cranford. That would indicate that there are other staff members as well. Tell me about some of the other people that you work with here. Well, my associate, she's, she came and started with us here in uh, July, but her name is the Reverend Caroline Unzaga, and uh, she's a wonderful, uh, gifted pastor. She's primarily, her primary ministries are in congregational care, where she uh, is encouraging the entire congregation to lift each other up and encourage each other and, and build those bonds of love between one another here at the church. She's also very mission-minded. She herself having, she's bilingual. She speaks Spanish. She spent a lot of time in Argentina and also some time doing border ministry on the U.S.-Mexico border. So she has a very strong mission focus as well. Um, her husband happens to be a Lutheran pastor, and so uh, we we got some good crossover now going with the uh, the Lutheran Church. So um, uh, here the ELCA. So uh, that's certainly a plus. Uh, she also works very closely with our Christian Education Ministries, and that's a very strong, as you can imagine, with all the children that we have here. We have a very strong Sunday school and Sunday mornings, but we also have adult Bible studies, one on Sunday morning. We have a men's prayer breakfast, which meets Wednesday mornings at 6.30 at the Rustic Mill. A great group of guys there that I work with. And Caroline works with our Sunday school. She advises our youth program. And uh, she also uh, conducts a, well, it's more of a quarterly communion luncheon for our uh, parishioners who we call our friends at home who typically cannot get out much anymore. But we provide rides for them to come here to church. They have communion and a wonderful potluck uh, luncheon and a great time for them to gather in fellowship. And Caroline is in charge of all that, so she does a great job. We also have Carol Fee, who is our office administrator and in many ways the glue which keeps us all uh, together. And you will not find a more loving presence. So if you just call the church, you will typically talk to Carol Fee and your life will be uh, touched immeasurably uh, in a positive way by her. Um, she's just so warm and giving and does a great job keeping us organized and moving forward as a staff. And uh, so I cannot be uh, more grateful for her presence. Our Minister of Music is Allison Need. She runs our choir. She also sings with our praise band with the Inspire Worship Service. And um, she also does a lot to help organize um, craft fairs that we have a couple times a year. She herself has a beading business, so she has a lot of people, knows a lot of people in that uh, walk of life, crafters and stuff. And so we have a great turnout for our craft fairs. Bob Grube is our organist, who's been here over 50 years. And uh, he's an artist and a master. And if you ever want to just hear some incredible organ music, this is the place to be to hear Bob play, especially... uh, Every Easter, he does this incredible organ piece by Vidor, and it's it's beautiful, and uh, definitely come to see that. And uh, Elsa Hahn has been our children's choir director now over probably 35 years, and she does these wonderful uh, monthly, uh, the children sing every month in worship, and then twice a year they do a cantata, which is fantastic with costumes. And as one whose child has gone through her, her choirs uh, from... Uh, first grade on, and he himself played the role of David in last year's cantata on David and Goliath. He just benefited so much and learned to read music through Elsa Hahn. So uh, 
again, it's just a great place to, uh, we have some wonderful people on our staff who, who really make a point of touching people's lives in very unique and profound ways. We've been talking up till now about the church, but I'd also like to hear a little bit about your story. Where did you grow up? How did you get into ministry? Well, I grew up in a number of places. I always have to tell everybody that I'm a fifth-generation Texan. My family is from Texas, although when I was four, we moved away. Uh, we, my family lived in Connecticut and then in St. Louis and eventually settled down in Chester County, just west of Philadelphia, which is where I went to junior high and high school. But the whole time, more or less, remained Presbyterian. And uh, the church was just a very big part of, central part of our life, singing in the choir, taking part in Sunday school and youth fellowships. I got away from church, as a lot of people do in college, as I was kind of exploring faith on my own. But after one year out of college, knew I needed to come back to church. I was living in the D.C. area at the time, in Northern Virginia. And I believe the Lord led me to sing again in a choir at the Vienna Presbyterian Church. And I joined a year later and have always been a member ever since. Seven years later, finally answered this uh, nagging call, which was in the back of my head or in my heart somewhere that I should be a pastor someday. So in uh, 1998, I enrolled in uh, Princeton Seminary, having been out of school for eight years, went back to Princeton, where I got my Master's of Divinity, and in 2001, started serving parishes as a pastor. So now, I guess, if it's 2016, I've been doing it for 15 years. I cannot imagine doing anything else. I, I love what I do. I've been in jobs where I dreaded going to work, and there is not a day that wakes up where I am not excited to get into work and, and see what the Lord has in store for me and how I can serve. We're recording this during the Advent season, Christmas, of course, a big time for many churches. What's going to be happening here on Christmas Eve and Christmas? Well, Christmas Eve, we have uh, start off at 4 p.m. We have our children's cantata. This year it's known as the First Leon, Noel spelled backwards, but one of our uh, Children's Christmas cantatas that Elsa Hahn puts together with the help of Ann Weeks and Bob Groove. It's a wonderful, just very casual Christmas Eve service for the whole family. It tends to be pretty rowdy and raucous with all the kids there, but we have a great time. Uh, not only will they hear, uh, get to witness this wonderful cantata, but they'll have a little special Christmas message all their own with the reading of scripture, of course, and prayers. It's a great time for everyone to get together, singing some carols. And that's over, I guess, more or less around 5 o'clock. 8 o'clock, we have a more traditional worship here in the sanctuary uh, with uh, your tr you know, traditional Christmas carols and preaching and uh, capped off with Silent Night by Candlelight. And it, you will not find a more beautiful setting for it in our sanctuary with the warm wood interior. And it's, it's just an incredible time of peace and comfort as we, as we celebrate the coming of our Lord. Our 11 o'clock service is a very intimate lessons and carols service with communion. You will not find a more moving experience than to be there gathered in the sanctuary, meditating and reflecting upon the birth of our Lord by candlelight, and then to hear the bell chime midnight. It's, it's such a powerful experience, so I certainly encourage everyone to come to one of our Christmas Eve services. But then don't forget to wake up Christmas morning, because at 10 o'clock, it's going to be Sunday, Christmas morning, and uh, Reverend Caroline will be leading that particular worship service. 
And uh, I know it's going to be just filled with celebration and joy. And uh, as we, again, sing more Christmas carols and just opening our voices in praise to God. And uh, we're really excited about Christmas this year, and it's going to be a great time. Well, we've been speaking with Reverend John Christian Kyle. He is the senior pastor at the First Presbyterian Church in Cranford. Pastor Chris, thank you so much. Thank you, Bernie. It's been a pleasure.